This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 1st of March. In your Squeeze today, more sexual assault allegations for Canberra. Australia doubles its vaccine stock. Joe Biden navigates a tricky relationship with Saudi Arabia. And relief for Lady Gaga. This is your Squeeze today. An anonymous letter which alleges a man who is now a federal cabinet minister sexually assaulted a 16-year-old girl in 1988 was sent to the office of a number of our politicians, including the Prime Minister, last week. The woman herself, Claire, reported the incident to New South Wales Police in February last year, but the investigation was suspended when she took her own life four months later before she could make a formal statement. Neither the woman nor the accused minister has been named at this point, but what we do know is that claims came to light on Friday after an anonymous letter and information was sent to Prime Minister Scott Morrison, also to Labor frontbencher Penny Wong and Green Senator Sarah Hanson-Young. Those letters have been referred to the Federal Police. New South Wales Police is involved because that's where the woman made the report. Also, South Australian authorities are involved because that is where she was living and where she took her life. A report on that is being prepared for the state's coroner. So there's lots of authorities involved, but not a lot of clarity about what they might do as a next step. Allegations like this, Claire, aren't only on the coalition side of politics. Another email alleging a Labor member of Parliament committed something similar has been forwarded to the Australian Federal Police. Claire, this follows weeks of debate over the culture in Canberra and in politics more broadly. It does. And while we don't have a lot of clarity yet either about what Prime Minister Scott Morrison is going to do about the latest claims, Finance Minister Simon Birmingham fronted media yesterday saying that his unnamed colleague shouldn't stand aside. Anthony Albanese, the Labor leader yesterday, said that Morrison needed to confirm to himself that it's appropriate for the minister to remain in his job. That's on the issue at hand. But as you say, there's a string of claims, whether it's Brittany Higgins and three other women making claims against a former colleague. On the weekend, we heard that Nicole Flint, a Liberal backbencher and an up-and-comer, is not going to contest the next election, reportedly due to a toxic political environment for women. There's a lot of issues still washing around and a very painful journey ahead. There are currently, of course, as we've talked about, several inquiries and police investigations in place. So as you say, expect to hear quite a bit more about all of this. And if you need help, a link is in your episode notes. Over to New Zealand, Claire, and Auckland is back under strict lockdown restrictions for at least the next seven days. That's right. Jacinda Ardern, the Kiwi Prime Minister, has pleaded with locals to please follow the rules. They're back in lockdown uh, in Auckland and the rest of the country moving to stage two restrictions. That's impacted a bit of sport. Yeah, both our men's T20 cricket team and the Aussie netballers are over there playing New Zealand at the moment. So no crowds at any of those matches and a few changes to where they were supposed to be played. Still on COVID, and Australia, Claire, has doubled its coronavirus vaccine stock. 300,000 AstraZeneca doses have landed. 
they're part of a big shipment of 3.8 million doses of that AstraZeneca vaccine. 50 million more are going to be manufactured here in Australia. And most of us, when we roll up to get our jabs, will be getting that AstraZeneca jab. And just to round out vaccine news, US regulators have given emergency approval for a single shot coronavirus vaccine. That's by Johnson & Johnson. It's causing a bit of excitement as it's cheaper to produce than the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and it can be stored in a fridge rather than a freezer. Over to Myanmar, and yesterday, Claire, police opened fire on protesters demonstrating against that military coup. At least 18 people have been killed and many more injured. Yeah, and on Saturday, security forces also arrested hundreds of demonstrators across several cities in the country. It really is part of a crackdown. Security forces now not putting up with demonstrators who are urging the military leaders to abandon their control of the country and to restore uh, democracy and the government that was elected just last November. Myanmar, of course, has been in chaos since the army seized power and detained elected government leader Aung San Suchi on the 1st of February. A US intelligence report that was released over the weekend, Claire, has found that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, did approve the killing of US-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi back in October 2018. This is something that was sort of unofficially known, but now with it official, the relationship between Saudi Arabia and the US is something President Joe Biden will address. So during the election campaign, Joe Biden said that he would make Saudi Arabia the pariah that they are. He had heavily criticised them for things like the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. But now that he's in office, it seems like some things need to be smoothed over and overnight Biden's press secretary, Jen Paskey, said that there's more effective ways to ensure that something like this doesn't happen again than directly sanctioning the crown prince. And yeah, it's one thing to say it in a campaign, but another when you're in office. It's a tricky one as well, as traditionally Saudi Arabia is one of America's closest allies in that part of the world. So Michael Samare Clare was a very big deal in Papua New Guinea. He was the nation's first ever Prime Minister. He led the nation to independence from Australia back in the mid-70s. He was known as the father of the nation and he died over the weekend. He did and tributes poured in from uh, around the world, including Scott Morrison, who said that he was a great friend to Australia. Also former ABC correspondent in PNG, Sean Donnery, who knew Samare before independence, said his greatest legacy would be the way he was able to put PNG together in one country despite so many language and ethnic groups. He was 84 years old and he died from pancreatic cancer. There'll be a national public holiday in Papua New Guinea today to honour and respect his life. Claire, you can relax. Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs have been found alive and well. Phew. Gosh, that was quite a ride, wasn't it? It was. (laughs) They were found tied to a pole in an alley quite a distance away from where they were stolen. Uh, Good news too, apparently the dog walker Ryan Fisher is in pretty good shape uh, despite being shot in the chest and one good Samaritan is $500,000 richer. Is that per dog or? No, in total, I think. In total, okay. Squeeze the day, Claire. The Golden Globes are on today. They've been pushed back from when they're normally held in early January because of COVID. But regardless, they're still going to be held virtually despite the pushback. Yeah, three Aussies are up. We can watch that on the great big Zoom call that it will be. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Nicole Kidman and Sia. 
Is there a red carpet? That's the question. Oh, backyard carpets. I love those. Oh, okay. All righty. Well, we'll have some sort of gallery in the Squiz Today email tomorrow. <laughs> Staying on Squiz the Day, it's also the 1st of March today, first day of autumn. Yeah, there goes summer. That's over. Uh, also, the anniversary of coloured television transmissions beginning in Australia. That was 1975. That's on theme with the Golden Globes. It's a good one for today. <laughs> it's also a public holiday for everyone listening over in Western Australia. So you enjoy that. That's all for a Monday, except that we wanted to give a big squeeze congratulations to Larissa, whose voice people will be missing on the podcast. She headed off on mat leave a few weeks ago, Claire. She's had a little baby boy. Good news for a Monday morning. She has, and he's got the biggest cheeks in the world. Yeah, he's very cute. (laughs) Enjoy your Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.